BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The story for this episode is called The Nunehe and Other Spirit Folk, and it is taken from a book called Myths of the Cherokee by James Mooney, published in 1902, which itself is an extract from the 19th Annual Report of the Bureau of American Ethnology from the late 1800s, both of which will be linked at lorenlegends.net, and you can get there by clicking the link in the episode description. The stories you're about to hear in this episode are about a group or several types of spirit beings that exist in Cherokee lore. If you've listened to my past episodes about Jin or are familiar with some of my stuff about Skinwalker Ranch or the Navajo creation legend, some of these stories will sound familiar, and some of them are also a pretty good missing in the forest story. So without further ado, the Nunyehe or immortals, the people who live everywhere, were a race of spirit people who lived in the highlands of the old Cherokee country and had a great many townhouses, especially in the Bald Mountains, the high peaks on which no timber ever grows. They had large townhouses in Pilot Knob and under the old Nikwasi, mound in North Carolina, and another under Blood Mountain and the head of Nottily River in Georgia. They were invisible, excepting when they wanted to be seen, and they looked and spoke just like other Indians. They were very fond of music and dancing, and hunters in the mountains would often hear the dance songs and the drum beating in some invisible townhouse. But when they went toward the sound, it would shift about, and they would hear it behind them or away in some other direction, so that they could never find the place where the dance was. They were a friendly people, too, and often brought lost wanderers to their townhouses under the mountains and cared for them there until they were rested and then guided back to their homes. More than once, also, when the Cherokee were hard-pressed by the enemy, the Nunyehi warriors have come out, as they did at Old Nikwasi, and saved them from defeat. Some people have thought that they are the same as the Yunwi or the Sundi, the little people. But these are fairies, 
no larger in size than children. There was a man in Nottily Town who had been with the Nunyehi when he was a boy, and he told Wofford all about it. He was truthful, hard-headed man, and Wofford had heard the story so often from other people that he asked this man to tell it. It was in this way. When he was about 10 or 12 years old, he was playing one day near the river, shooting at a mark with his bow and arrows, until he became tired, and started to build a fish trap in the water. While he was piling up the stones in two long walls, a man came and stood on the bank and asked him what he was doing. The boy told him, and the man said, Well, that's pretty hard work, and you ought to rest a while. Come and take a walk up the river. The boy said, No. That he was going to go home to dinner soon. Come right up to my house, said the stranger, and I'll give you a good dinner there and bring you home again in the morning. So the boy went with him up the river until they came to a house. When they went in, and the man's wife and the other people there were very glad to see him and gave him a fine dinner, and were very kind to him. While they were eating, a man that the boy knew very well came in and spoke to him, so that he felt quite at home. After dinner, he played with the other children, and slept there that night, and in the morning, after breakfast, the man got ready to take him home. They went down a path that had a cornfield on one side and a peach orchard fenced in on the other, until they came to another trail, and the man said, Go along this trail, across that ridge, and you will come to the river road that will bring you straight to your home. And now, I'll go back to the house. So the man went back to the house, and the boy went along the trail. But when he had gone a little way, he looked back, and there was no cornfield, or orchard, or a fence, or a house. Nothing but the trees on the mountainside. He thought it very strange, but somehow, he wasn't frightened, and he went on until he came to the river trail inside of his home. There were a great many people standing about talking, and when they saw him, they ran toward him, shouting, Here he is, here he is, he is not drowned or killed in the mountains. They told him they'd been hunting for him ever since yesterday afternoon, and they asked him where he'd been. A man took me over to his house just across the ridge, and I had a fine dinner and a good time with the children, said the boy. I thought, would see Scala here. That was the name of the man that he'd seen at dinner. Would tell you where I was. But Utsiskala said, I haven't seen you. I was out all day in my canoe, hunting you. It was one of the Nudehi that made himself look like me. Then his mother said, You say you had dinner there? Yes, and I had plenty too, said the boy. But his mother answered, There is no house there, only trees and rocks. But we hear a drum sometimes in the big bald above. The people you saw were Nunyehi. Once four Nunyehi came to a dance at Nottily Town and danced half the night with the young men there. And nobody knew that they were Nunyehi, but thought them visitors from another settlement. About midnight, they left to go home, and some men who had come out from the townhouse to cool off watched to see which way they went. They saw the women go down the trail to the river ford, but just as they came to the water, they disappeared. Although it was a plain trail, with no place where they could hide, then the watchers knew they were Nunehi women. Several men saw this happen, and one of them was Wofford's father-in-law, who was known as an honest man. At another time, a man named Burnt Topaco was crossing over the ridge from Nottily to Hemptown, in Georgia, and he heard a drum and the songs of dancers in the hills on one side of the trail. He rode over to see who could be dancing in such a place, but when he reached the spot, 
the drum and the songs were behind him, and he was so frightened that he hurried back to the trail and rode all the way to Hemptown, as hard and fast as he could, so he could tell the story. He was a truthful man, and they all believed what he said. There must have been a good many of the Nunehi living in that neighborhood, because the drumming was often heard in the high balds almost up to the time of the removal. On a small upper branch of Nautilus, running nearly due north from Blood Mountain, there was also a hole, like a small well or chimney, in the ground, from which there came up a warm vapor that heated all the air around. People said that this was because the Nunehi had a townhouse and a fire under the mountain. Sometimes in cold weather, hunters would stop there to warm themselves, but they were afraid to stay long. This was more than 60 years ago, but the hole is probably there yet. Now just remember this book was published in 1902. Close to the old trading path from South Carolina up to the Cherokee Nation, somewhere near the head of Tougaloo, there was formerly a noted circular depression about the size of a townhouse and waist deep. Inside, it was always clean as though swept by unknown hands. Passing traders would throw logs and rocks into it, but would always upon their return find them thrown far out from the hole. The Indians said it was the Nunehi, the townhouse, and they never liked to go near the place or even talk about it, until at last some logs thrown in by the traders were allowed to remain there, and then they concluded that the Nunehi, annoyed by the persecution of the white men, had abandoned their townhouse forever. There is another race of spirits, the Yunwitsundi, or the Little People, who live in rock caves on the mountainside. They are little fellows, hardly reaching up to a man's knee, but well-shaped and handsome, with long hair falling almost to the ground. They are great wonder-workers and are very fond of music, spending half their time drumming and dancing. They are helpful and kind-hearted, and often, when people have been lost in the mountains, especially children who have strayed away from their parents, the Yunwisundi have found them and taken care of them and brought them back to their homes. Sometimes their drum is heard in lonely places in the mountains, but it is not safe to follow it, because the little people do not like to be disturbed at home, and they throw a spell over the stranger so that he is bewildered and loses his way. And even if he does at last get back to the settlement, he is like one dazed ever after. Sometimes, also, they come near a house at night, and the people inside hear them talking, but they must not go out, and in the morning they find the corn gathered or the field cleared as if a whole force of men had been at work. If anyone should go out to watch, he would die. When a hunter finds anything in the woods, such as a knife or a trinket, he must say, Little people, I want to take this, because it may belong to them, and if he does not ask their permission, they will throw stones at him as he goes home. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Once, a hunter in winter found tracks in the snow, like the tracks of little children. He wondered how they could have come there and followed them until they led him to a cave, which was full of little people, young and old, men, women, and children. They brought him in and were kind to him, and he was with them some time. But when he left, they warned him that he must not tell or he would die. He went back to the settlement, and his friends were all anxious to know where he'd been. For a long time he refused to say, until at last he could not hold out any longer. But he told the story, and in a few days he died. Only a few years ago, two hunters from Raventown, going behind the high fall near the head of Okanalufti on the East Cherokee Reservation, found there a cave with fresh footprints of the little people all over the floor. During the smallpox among the East Cherokee, just after the war, one sick man wandered off, and his friends searched but could not find him. After several weeks, he came back and said that the little people had found him and taken him into one of their caves and tended to him until he was cured. About 25 years ago, a man named Santanwu was lost in the mountains on the head of Okanalufti. It was wintertime and very cold, and his friends thought he must be dead. But after 16 days, he came back, and he said the little people had found him and taken him into their cave, where he had been well treated and given plenty of everything to eat except bread. This was in large loaves, but when he took them in his hand to eat, they seemed to shrink into small cakes, so light and crumbly, that he thought he might eat all day and would not be satisfied. After he was well rested, they had brought him a part of the way home until they came to a small creek about knee-deep. When they told him to wait across to reach the main trail on the other side, he waded across and turned to look back. But the little people were gone, and the creek was a deep river. When he reached home, his legs were frozen to the knees, and he lived only a few days. Once the Yunwi Sundi had been very kind to the people of a certain settlement, helping them at night with their work and taking good care of any lost children, until something happened to offend them, and they made up their minds to leave the neighborhood. Those who were watching at the time saw the whole company of little people come down to the ford of the river and cross over and disappear into the mouth of a large cave on the other side. They were never heard of near that settlement again. There are other fairies, the Yunwi Amayanihi, or water dwellers, who live in the water, and fishermen pray to them for help. Other friendly spirits live in people's houses, although no one can see them, and so long as they are there to protect the house, no witch can come near to do mischief. Sawasi and Sagasi are the names of two small fairies, who are mischievous enough, but yet often help the hunter who prays to them. Sawasi and Sawasi Utsiga, little Sawasi, is a tiny fellow, very handsome, with long hair falling down to his feet, who lives in grassy patches on the hillsides and has a great power over the game. To the deer hunter who prays to him, he gives skill to slip up on the deer through the long grass, without being seen. Sagasi is another of the spirits invoked by the hunter and is very helpful, but when someone trips and falls, we know that it is also Sagasi who has caused it. There are several other of these fairies with names, all good-natured, but more or less tricky. Then there is Disata. Disata was once a boy who ran away to the woods to avoid a scratching and he tries to keep himself invisible ever since. He is a handsome little fellow and spends his whole time hunting birds with a blowgun and arrow. He has a great many children who are all just like him, and they have the same name. When a flock of birds flies up, 
Suddenly, as if it's frightened, it's because Ditsata is chasing them. He is mischievous and sometimes hides an arrow from the bird hunter, who may have shot it off into a perfectly clear space, but looks and looks without finding it. Then the hunter says, Datsata, you have my arrow, and if you don't give it up, I'll scratch you. And when he looks again, he finds it. There is one spirit that goes about at night with a light. The Cherokee call it Atsil Diegi, the fire carrier, and they are all afraid of it, because they think it dangerous. Although they do not know much about it, they do not even know exactly what it looks like, because they are afraid to stop when they see it. It may be a witch instead of a spirit. Wofford's mother saw the fire carrier once, when she was a young woman, and she was coming home at night from a trading post in South Carolina. It seemed to be following her from behind, and she was frightened and whipped up her horse until she got away from it, and never saw it again. So keep in mind these stories would have been recorded in the middle to late 1800s, around the time the Cherokee would have been being driven off their homelands and onto reservations. What interests me the most, though, is how stories about spirit beings like this seem to be across all kinds of cultures. Like I mentioned earlier, whether it's something like jinn, from like sort of the Arab world, or maybe even something modern, like the idea that there are no aliens, there are these things we call ultra-terrestrials, some other kind of intelligence that's here, we're just not always aware of it. I mean, that sounds exactly like the Nunyehi, right? And these beings aren't all good, they seem to be quite afraid of the fire carrier spirit. And the little people, if you were paying attention, seem to have inadvertently killed quite a few people that they originally helped, for unknown reasons. Let me know what you think of this story or this subject in the comments over at loreandlegends.net or on the YouTube channel, which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to it, go subscribe to it. But that's all I had for this episode. We'll see you next time. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.